Amen. Just stay there, Peter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. I want to pray for somebody tonight. I don't know. I've just got a, a general sense, but somebody has went through a broken relationship, gone through a difficult relationship, and you need prayer tonight. You need prayer. You need God's strength. You need God's healing. If that's you, I just want to stand on your feet right now. I believe that God wants to touch you with his mighty power and his healing. In the name of Jesus, that's you right now. Just stand on your feet. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. Two ladies on the side right now. If we could just have some ministry team members just going to where they are right now. Just be, let's begin to pray for them right now. Our God is a healing God. Hallelujah. He can turn every situation around. So, Father God, we lift our hands. We lift our voices. Father God, these ladies who are standing right now, Father God, we pray right now. You release your healing. Release your healing in their heart right now in the name of Jesus. Healing, Father, right now. Strength, Father, right now. Recovery, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. Just receive the love of God. Receive afresh the love of God in your heart right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Loose them and let them go right now. Father God, let them feel the Father's arms tonight. Holding them, loving upon them, Father. Strengthen them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, anybody here tonight, you've got pain, pain in, the, in the arms there. Anybody got stiffness in the arms here tonight? Relate to that word. If that's you, just lift your hand right now and stand on your feet. You've got stiffness in your arms. Those who've got stiffness in their arms. I want you to come out of your seat and come forward right now. Come out of your seat and come forward and join me on the platform right now. We'll just have Gabriel and Mark on the platform with me. Those who've got stiffness in their arms, I want to pray for you here right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Just come right on the platform. Just join me on the platform. Just come here to these people on the platform. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Just, just come. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You got the microphone? Just lift your hands right now. We're going to pray, pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Now, just let's pray. Let's put our hands forward and let's begin to pray right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Now, just expect a miracle right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Loose, sir, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Loose these arms, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen these arms, Father, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, God. Thank you, Father. Loose her. Let it go right now. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to heaven right now and receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, strengthen. Strengthen the hands that hang down. Strengthen these hands, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. Where's the pain in your body? On your shoulders. Thank you, Father. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Pain come out of your body right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands right now. How does that feel right now? How's that feeling right now? Just lift your hands. How's that feeling? Just try and do something you couldn't do before right now. 
How's that feeling? Thank you, Jesus. Shakar, I go to you. Don't know. You don't know? Is, is there a change there? What was happening before? You were stiff? There was pain there? When I move. When you're moving, how, how's it feeling right now? I think it's less painful. I think. It's less painful. I'm telling you, Jesus is doing something there. Thank you, Father God. He's going to strengthen these arms. Loosen in the name of Jesus. Just receive your miracle right now. There it is. Thank you. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Now, just how does that feel right now? Can you do something? Can you swing these arms? Thank you, Father. How is that feeling right now? Shake it, Tonto. Don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. I'm telling you, Jesus is loosening those arms right now. Gabriel, if you can just continue to pray for him right now. I'm telling you, Jesus is doing something right now. working a miracle in your life. Thank you, Father. Restore his body. Restore his strength. Restore his life. Restore his vitality, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We speak health over you tonight. We speak health. Health. Strength. Fill him with your spirit, Lord. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands right now. Where's the pain? My shoulder. On your shoulders, I tell you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the yoke and the burden shall be removed from your shoulders in the name of Jesus. Loose her. Let her go right now in the name of Jesus. Loose her right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Loosen her right now. In Jesus' name. Now lift your hands. Receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. How does that feel right now? Do something you couldn't do before right now. Lift your hand up. Thank you, Father. How's that feeling right now? Just look at me. How's that feeling? Still a little bit more pain? Is there a change? Just lift your hand right now. I'll tell you, Jesus is doing something there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, a new shoulder, Father, in the name of Jesus. right now in the name of Jesus thank you Father hallelujah thank you Father God over this back Father as well thank you Father Mark you just continue to pray for her right now tell you just remain there in the presence of God right now Jesus name just lift your hands your left shoulder your left neck thank you Father loose him and let him go right now Jesus name the top of your head the soles of your feet Father God Realign him, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whoa. Whoa. Let him go right now. To receive the Holy Spirit. The top of your head, the soles of your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hands, be strong. 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 Be strong in Jesus' name. Be strong. Loose him and let him go right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Be healed right now. Be healed right now. Thank you, Father. Hey, come out of your body. Now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name. How's that feel right now? How's that feeling right now? Just test it out. Just do something you couldn't do before right now. How's that feeling? Yeah, stronger, better, much better. When you say much better, it's, yeah, it's distinctive. It's, it's more lighter. It's lighter, and it's being yeah, looser. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jesus, yeah. that boy, if you can just put your hand up on him right now, just continue to keep receiving the strength of God in your body right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. How long have you had that pain? Mm, about a year. About a year? I have a screw in there. So you have a screw in there? I'm hoping for a Amen. Thank you, Father God. Just lift your hands right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Are you, in a, are you in a cell group? Are you in a cell group here in KT? Oh, yeah. Are you joining the churches? You are? Hallelujah, Father God. Lord. I tell you, what God's given me for you is that God wants to turn the screw in your life tonight. He wants to turn the screw in your life tonight. Thank you, Father God. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that this screw will be turned in this man's life tonight in the name of Jesus. That you'd unlock his destiny in the name of Jesus. And this screw that's in his shoulder right now would not hinder him, would not hold him back, Father God, in Jesus' name. But Father God, he's been sent here for a purpose and a reason, Father God, to be built up in your house, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Therefore, tonight, Father God, we proclaim over his life that he will be released unto destiny. Be released unto destiny in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, release strength over him tonight. Release strength over him tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just turn around. Hallelujah. Just turn around. Just turn around. If you can meet this guy, Chris. He is a soul group. He can connect you to KT. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus praise here tonight. If you just pray for at the side. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah, Father God. I'd like you to turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 23 tonight. How many people need strength here tonight? A few of you. Hallelujah. How many people need strength? I don't know about you, but we need strength to do God's will. We need strength to achieve destiny. We need strength. Hallelujah. Where does that strength come from? It comes from the Lord. 
The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, those who wait on the Lord shall re renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord, those who make time for God, those who wait expectantly on the Lord shall renew their strength. And it says, it goes on to say, they shall mount up like wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. I don't know about you, but when I run, I do get weary. I mean, we're talking about physically. Like I'll run down the street and get tired. I'll run for the bus and I'm, <gasps> I'm panting. You know what I mean? But the Bible says when you receive strength from God, you will run and you will not get tired. You'll not grow weary. Hallelujah. You'll just keep running. Now, how many people want that type of strength? I want that type of strength. That's the type of strength that we've got to believe God for in Kensington Temple. Hallelujah. That's the type of strength that we need to believe God for when we're believing people to disciple people. Thank you, thank you, Peter. When we believe in God to impact London with the gospel, we need strength. Now, I don't know about you, but living in London can, you know, rip away your strength. Make you tired. Anybody out there tonight, you get tired. I mean, even tomorrow when you go to work, you're going to come home. And after being filled with some sap from the faith-filled sermon from Tayo this morning and from Dr. Kemi and praise this afternoon and then this Holy Spirit-filled worship that we've had. I mean, Monday, mo Monday morning, you wake up, you go to work, and then suddenly you come back tired. I mean, you need strength from God, divine strength. Those who wait on the Lord. Now, we're not believing God for the type of strength that just lasts one day. We need the type of strength that lasts 40 days, 40 nights. The Bible says that Elijah was fed by the angel. And he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights. That's the type of spiritual strength that God supplies. Hallelujah. Strength that continues. Strength that's not just for one day. Strength that's for the fight. The destiny that God has for you. Hallelujah. And we must expect God for this spiritual strength. Sometimes we rely on our own strength. All the strength that God gave us yesterday. When God fed the people with manna in the wilderness, what did he say? What did he say to the people? He said, you know what? The manna is for that day. Don't put it in your refrigerator. It's not for tomorrow. In fact, if you use it tomorrow, it's going to be moldy. It's going to go off. But the children of Israel didn't believe him. And so what did they do? They put it in their refrigerator. They put it in their house. And guess what happened? The next day it was moldy. They couldn't eat it. See, the manna that God provided in the wilderness was a manna every single day, fresh every day. God wants to give you fresh strength every single day. Hallelujah. The strength that God supplies. The Bible says, you know, and Colin preached it last week, that Samson prayed this prayer at the end of his life, Lord, strengthen me one more time. Strengthen me one more time. And the Bible says that the power of God came upon him and he was there with the pillars on the right and the left and he brought down the whole temple of Dagon with his last breath. Why? Because God strengthened him. God strengthened him to accomplish his destiny. You know, we need the strength of God. We need God's strength in our lives today. And if we're going to continue to move forward in the ministry here in the church, we need to pray three prayers. Number one, that God starts to strengthen the church here in Kensington Temple. I mean the mother church. Out of the mother church, we planted many churches. 150 or something churches we planted London-wide. And we'll continue to plant churches and we'll continue to plant cell groups. But God needs to strengthen the church, amen. God needs to strengthen the ministry here. Now in Exodus chapter 17, we read a story about Moses, how Moses was lifting his hands to God. And how Moses lifted his hands to God. But when Moses' hands grew weary, you know, tonight we're praying for people's arms. 
and, and there's been a measure of healing tonight. People have received a measure of God's healing. But you know what? When our hands grow tired, when the leaders grow tired, this is what happened to Moses. His hands grew tired, and the Bible says that Joshua in the valley, who was in the battle, they start to lose the battle. They start to lose ground on the enemy because Moses' hands grew tired. What are these hands tonight? The hands of intercession. The hands of reliance on God. The hands that God strengthens. The hands of worship. And if our hands are lifted and our hands are strong, our spiritual hands are strong, then we're going to gain the victory over the enemy in the valley. What is the valley? You at work. The street evangelists on the street. People ministering during the week. The cell groups. That's the victory. So we need to continue to pray for our, our leaders. Amen. Need to continue to pray for Colin and Amanda and the Bruce and the team here that God would strengthen this church. God would strengthen all the leaders of this church. Now, also the LCC pastors, the people in London City Church, all the pastors, we need to continue to pray that they will be strong. And thirdly, we need to continue to pray that our missions work would continue to be strong in the name of Jesus. You know, we're caught up in, in things at home. We're not going to start preaching the gospel abroad. We need to continue to, to God would strengthen the work abroad. Now, I don't know about you, I've got this, this um, picture on, on the back here of the Olympic rowing team. And when I look at this, this picture tonight, you've seen it behind me, uh, this is a picture of strength. A picture of strength. Uh, I mean, it's a strong team. This is the type of picture that I'd like to believe that every cell group has a team of rowers who are moving forward. Who are moving forward and they believe in God and they are advancing. Now, number one, to be an Olympic rower, you have to be physically strong. Definition of strength, the quality or state of being physically strong. That's the definition of strength. The ability to resist being moved or broken by a force, being physically strong. The quality that allows someone to deal with problems in a determined and effective way. That's what strength is. Now, strength here, you'll see these guys, they've got upper body strength. They've got physical strength in their arms. But not just in their arms, they've got physical strength in their legs, you know, as well. So they've got their arm strength and their leg strength. Now the arm strength and the leg strength is working together. It's working in unity. They have to be physically strong. Every single one of these rowers have to be physically strong and physically fit. What does that say about us tonight? Each of us in church life need to be physically strong. How's the church going to be strong if you're not physically strong? If you're not spiritually strong? There's a saying that says, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Now we're not going to pick you off tonight and say you're a weakling, you know. But God wants to strengthen you. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Hallelujah. So if you're weak and struggling, God wants to strengthen you tonight. But only as strong as our weakest link. Now, number two, each of these rowers have to work in unity. There's strength in unity. You know, you're trying to bring something down. You're trying to bust through a door. And it, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, if you're, 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 anybody moved house in this place tonight? Anybody moved house? You've had the experience of carrying a couch down a staircase. You might have had that experience. I've had that experience. And no matter where you are on the couch, but if you've got someone who's weaker than you, who's not working in unity with you, who doesn't understand what you're doing, then you're worried. You might be strong, but the guy on the other end, he might be weak. Now, it's the same when you're trying to break through something. The guy on the other side at least needs to be as strong as you are. Otherwise, you're not going to break through. It's the same for these Olympic rowing team. 
each of them need to be as strong as each other. Now, they've got physical strength, which signifies spiritual strength for the church. Then they've got united strength. And then what does that mean? It means that they've got momentum. And he, the team with the strongest momentum, will win the race. So everything is working in tandem. The strength, the unity, and then the momentum. And that team with the strongest momentum will eventually win the race. That's exactly a picture of the church or a picture of your life. You need to be spiritually strong. You need to be united with the church. And that's going to bring you into momentum concerning your destiny. Often in churches like ours, we focus on the momentum first. We focus on the momentum, the fruit. Momentum going faster. Be stronger. Keep moving forward. Or you be united. The problem with the church is that we're not united. Well, we all address problems. But number one, address the problem of your spiritual life first. Amen? If we're going to get a spiritual breakthrough, if we're going to get a spiritual breakthrough, we need to be spiritually strong. Spiritually strong. And Paul says that in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand therefore. What is he talking about? Stand. Get spiritual strength. For when the devil comes, you'll begin to, begin to fight the battle. You have to be prepared. Now sometimes when you're not in a fight, when you're not in a fight, you, you get lazy. Anybody like that? Or just me here tonight? You're trying to get fit and you think, well, I've exercised a day. I don't need to do that for another 10 days. But sometimes we can have that attitude in our spiritual life. Well, I prayed a week ago. I don't need to pray today. Nothing happening. Not believing God for anything. But you know what? You don't pray. You don't pray just for breakthrough today. You're praying that you'll be ready for the breakthrough in the future. You're in training for reigning. Hallelujah. If you're a member of Kensington Temple, you may not have risen to destiny like Joseph right now, but you're in training. And you need to get spiritually strong. Hallelujah. Now, I know there's people in the church right now, we, we kind of pick and choose what we do. You know what I mean? Pick and choose. All right, I, I think I'll pick the 11 o'clock and then don't feel like the 2.30. I think I'll pick the 7 o'clock and then I'll... Actually, I'm going to come on the Monday prayer meeting because I like the guy who leads prayer, but I'm not going to come on Wednesday because I don't like the guy who leads prayer. We pick and choose. You know, if you're going to accomplish destiny, you need to be in the place of prayer. You need to make some decisions that are led by the Lord. And you need to have an attitude that says, God, I want to do the things you called me to do. I want to be the person you've called me to be. Spiritually strong. Here in 1 Samuel chapter 23, you read about David. David was anointed king. He was anointed out of all of his brothers. There were seven of them turned up, and Prophet Samuel turned up to his house. I don't know about you, but I'd like Prophet Samuel to turn up my house and anoint all my children, hallelujah, and say they're going to be king. Samuel turned up, and there were seven brothers there, and not one of them was the chosen of the Lord. Where was David? David was out there in the sheep, looking after the sheep. And they didn't even think he would be anointed king. They called him into the house and suddenly the Lord said, that's the person I've chosen. That's the person I've chosen. So David was anointed king. He comes in, he knocks down Goliath. He's got spiritual strength. He's got a relationship with God. 
And he knocks down Goliath and he becomes the most popular guy in the whole of the kingdom. Saul calls him into his palace and says, listen, you're going to be like one of my sons. But anyway, what happens is that the women out there, any women here tonight? The women start singing David's name. They start singing, oh, well, Saul has killed a thousand, but David is 10,000. So David suddenly becomes very popular. <laughs> like he's got loads of hit on, hits on YouTube. His Twitter account has gone off the bar, off the Richter scale. He's very popular. But suddenly Saul gets jealous and starts to chase David out of the palace. And the Bible says an evil spirit comes on Saul. And here in 1 Samuel chapter 23, you read of David. He's now running from Saul. Now, I don't know about you, but if David Cameron was after you tonight, would you be a little worried? If the government was against you tonight, would you be a little worried? If Buckingham Palace ordered you to be arrested, would you be a little worried? I mean, I don't know about you, but I would be a little worried. If someone, Barack Obama, the United States of America, if your name came up on the news tonight and said, this man is wanted, this woman is wanted, you'd be a little worried. That's exactly what was happening here. You know, no matter what happens in your life, and the chances of that happening to you tonight are very slim, but the situations that are going to come into your life tonight where you need to be strong, hallelujah. You need to be strengthened. Here, David is in the stronghold. In verse 14 of 1 Samuel 23, and David stayed in the strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. So David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a forest. So he's hiding away. Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said, do not fear, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be a king of Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows it. So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to, went to his own house. Here in the scripture, you see Jonathan. Now, who is Jonathan? Jonathan is the heir to the throne. Now, Jonathan's got something to teach us tonight because Jonathan was aware of God's plan. He was following the Holy Spirit's agenda. Now, his inheritance was to become king, but he recognized that God had chosen David ahead of him. If you read a couple of verses in chapter 18, you'll read that when Jonathan met David, what did he do? He took off his cloak, his cloak which signifies his sonship, his inheritance, and he put it on David. And that day, they joined together in a covenant. They became like brothers. But what was happening there? Jonathan said, wow, you're going to become king. I'm going to give my inheritance to you. And he recognized it. I tell you tonight, to be spiritually strong, you need to be in a good cell group. Hallelujah. You need to have good brothers, good sisters, good people around you that are encouraging you. Here, Jonathan goes, and David is worried, and the Bible says he strengthens his hand in God. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm not interested in people just hanging around people. I mean, we've got to like everybody and love everybody, but I want to hang around people who are about destiny. God's desti God has a destiny on my life. Hallelujah. God has a plan on my life. I don't want to die before I've accomplished what God has called me to accomplish in Jesus' name. I need people around me. You need people around you who are going to strengthen your hand in God. Now, thank God you can go out for a coffee tonight with somebody. And you can talk a little bit about the Bible. 
And that's that can happen in cell groups. It's nice. Maybe he's in some of the cell groups can have social activity and go bowling, play football, go dancing, watch movies. And that's all nice. It's all good. But that's not something that God has called us to do. We enjoy those things. But the purpose of a cell group, the purpose of discipleship, is to be around two or more people who have been called into the kingdom like you have. People who are living called, people who are saying, God, I want to do what you call me to do. He had John in the ghost of David, and he reminds him that God has called him. How many people need that reminder in the week? Hallelujah. On Monday morning, Tuesday. Hallelujah. You need reminding that God has chosen you. The ridiculous fake that Ty was talking about this morning, you might have been just dancing. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to be about ridiculous faith. You only got to the 2.30 service and you've already quit. Because someone discouraged you from getting the chicken and rice outside there in, in, the, in the National Food Fair that was serving today. We allow, we allow people to disturb us. But Jonathan goes out to David and he says, listen, you're going to become king. I want to remind you that God's got a call on Kensington Temple to rule and reign in the name of Jesus. God's got a call on, on our senior minister, Colin Dye, to bring revival to London. Now, how is Colin Dye, our senior minister, and the team here going to bring revival to London? How's it going to happen? By God's strength, hallelujah. By God's power, hallelujah. That's how it's going to happen. And here, Jonathan reminds David, says, listen, it's time for you to be strong in God. It's time for you to be strengthened in your relationship with God. Maybe tonight, some of you are struggling in your spiritual strength, your, your relationship with God, your output. You keep giving and you keep serving and you keep doing things, but you know your spiritual life is getting weaker and drier and drier and you're becoming more discouraged and you, you're getting more down. We don't know for certain that David felt like that, but I'm telling you something. If I was being chased by a government tonight, I'd be pretty down and pretty depressed. I'll be struggling. I'll be in a spiritual fight. I'll be thinking, my God, where are you? God, have you left me? Did you call me? Am I going to be king? David was going through all those doubts, all those fears, and he needed somebody in his life to remind him, hallelujah, to remind him that God had called him for great things. God has called Kensington Temple for greatness, hallelujah. Now, God's called many churches out there for greatness, but if you're a member of KT, you're called for greatness. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Hallelujah. We believe in God that God's going to break through in this city. And this sermon tonight is simply a reminder to you and a reminder to me that God has called you and God will strengthen you to do what he's called to do. Hallelujah. God will strengthen us. Now, I want you to turn over to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Because this is not the only time that in the Bible, where you've seen people be strengthened by God. Paul, Paul was called by God in Acts chapter 9. He was called by God and he went out and he started to preach, preach the gospel all over the place. And as he began to preach the gospel all over the place, many people started to be saved. But one night in Acts chapter 14, he found himself attacked by the enemy. I want to tell you tonight, if you ever find yourself being attacked by demonic thoughts or temptation or difficulty or family issues, 
I want to tell you tonight that you need to be strong in the Word of God. You need to be strong in God. Strong in God. That, that definition of strength that says the quality that allows someone to deal with problems in a determined and effective way. To be strong. To be immovable. Where does this strength come from? It comes from God himself. David said in Psalm 18, he says, I love you, O Lord. What? My strength. I love you, O Lord, my strength. I don't know about you, but when you worship God, do you get stronger? I mean, not just singing the songs, but when the presence of God comes. The presence of God makes you strong. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you realize what Jesus has done for you. He says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. By my God, he strengthens me that I may bend a bow of bronze. That's what he says in Psalm 18. Bending a piece of metal. How are you going to bend a piece of metal, a piece of bronze? Oh, simply by the power of God coming on your life. Hallelujah. Like Superman. Hallelujah. That's the strength of God. Not doing life with the physical strength that God has given us. Thank God for physical health. But doing life with spiritual strength, with spiritual might. This morning I woke up to that verse that says in Ephesians chapter 1, the working of his mighty power that he raised Christ from the dead. How is revival going to come to London? By the working of his mighty power in your life. That's how it's going to happen. The working of his mighty power, spiritual strength, spiritual might, hallelujah, to do the impossible. Now here, Paul in Acts chapter 14, he finds himself stoned in verse 19. He finds himself on the floor. He finds himself knocked out by the enemy. And the Bible says the disciples just gathered around him. Now this is the type of cell group that I want tonight, hallelujah. I mean, you're collapsed on the floor. We pray that you'll not happen to you, but just in case it does, you know, you're collapsed on the floor. You're knocked out for the count. And suddenly, you've got a few brothers, a few sisters that gather around you and say, hey, it's time for you to get up and do what God's called you to do. And suddenly, boom, you get up. Hallelujah. That's exactly what happened to Paul. Paul knew that God was his strength. Do you know that God's your strength tonight? I mean, do you really know it's easy for us just to trust in self. Our own senior minister, Colin Dye, said the greatest sin of the church that he feels at the moment is the sin of self-reliance. Relying on self. Now, you might not be relying on self tonight in the sense that you're hearing this word and think, oh, that's not me. I, I've experienced God. I've experienced the power of God. Well, I don't want to ask you a question. Are you experiencing God's power today? Are you seeking God's power today? Are you relying on God's power today? Because it's easy, easy to rely on momentum. Oh, we used to push the boat. We used to go for it. We used to go for it. And we've just been getting a little bit of momentum. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep moving. But you know in your heart that you're no longer trusting God. You're no longer praying like you used to pray. You don't have the spiritual fervor, the spiritual desire. You don't even have the strength that God's supplying because you've missed your prayer time for such a long time. God wants to renew your strength. Hallelujah. He wants you to mount up like wings like eagles. Hallelujah. He wants you to run and not grow weary. This is the strength that God supplies. It's my experience tonight. When you're seeking God, when I'm seeking God, when I'm experiencing God, I tell you, I can, I can take the world on. Hallelujah. Because I know that God's with me. If God be for me, who can be against me? 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if Christ is not strengthening me, can I do all things? Can I keep outputting, keep doing, keep preaching, keep praying, keep encouraging? Can I keep doing things unless God is strengthening me? This is the principle. Paul realized it was God. It was God. It was God who strengthened him. It was God who enabled him and put him into the ministry. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord. Let's get that first. Is Christ your Lord tonight? Is Christ the Lord tonight? He is, is he Lord? He says, I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord, who strengthened me. Who is my strength? Who strengthened me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now, what came first? The Lordship. Secondly, the strength. Hallelujah. God was Paul's strength. And he says, I counted him. He strengthened me. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, but I attained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love in which are in Christ Jesus. The problem with us tonight, we put the call of God. I am an apostle, hallelujah. I am a prophet, hallelujah. I've got this worldwide ministry, hallelujah. Well, praise God. Paul said, I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord. God is first in my life. And number two, God is the one who's my strength. He is my strength. And he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I tell you, if you're in the ministry today, whether it's cell ministry, steward ministry, or whatever ministry, or you have a heart to be involved in the ministry, it's God who puts you in the ministry. It's God who calls you. I remember God calling people into my life when I wasn't even aware of the call of God. At 15, I'd recently dedicated my life to God, and I went to a camp in Peterborough, and I was just there playing football. I wasn't even in the youth tent. I didn't even like it, to be honest. That's, I wasn't far away from God. I just made my mind up. I didn't like it. So I played football out of the tent. And there was, a, there was like a, a, a party at night, a tent that was like a nightclub kind of tent, cafe thing where they got the youth together and I was outside that tent. And some teams were going around, some ministry teams, they were like prophetic teams, they were street teams, but it was on a Christian camp. And what their job was to do is to catch all the young people who were outside the tent. Young people who were smoking, young people who were drinking, young people who were not thinking about God. Well, that was neither. My friends were smoking and drinking and doing all that kind of stuff. But I was just, I had a heart. I'd been revived in the church a little bit. And at that camp, I was thinking about following God. But I, I was kind of the in-between stage. I don't know about anybody here tonight who's in-between. You can't make your mind up whether you're going to go to Bible school or not go to Bible school. You can't make your mind up whether you're going to serve Jesus or not serve Jesus. You can't make your mind up whether you're going to get married or not get married. Hallelujah. You've got decisions to make. You're in the in-between stage. That was me. And God sent a, a, a prophetic team, a man and a woman who was engaged, and they were going around praying for people. And they stepped into my life. They prayed for one of my friends. He dropped on the deck. He'd never dropped on the deck before under the power of God. And there he was. I remember him just lying on the floor. And I was thinking, my God, God is real. I'd never experienced anything like it. It's like God just came outside that tent in the middle of that camp. 
And bang, this guy was on the floor and they were prophesying over his life that he was going to be do something mighty for God. And then, then he said, and you, what about you? And they started praying for me. And as they began to pray for me, they started to prophesy that God's going to use me in revival. I didn't even understand what it meant and how miracles were going to happen. And I tell you, those words that they said were like Jonathan to David. And those words began to strengthen me. When I went back home to my church, I remember thought, thinking, my God, God's called me. And they said one thing. They said Luke 14, verse 11, which says, he who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. I remember that scripture having a huge impact on my life. What does it mean to be humble? What does it mean to be humble? Well, I'll tell you tonight, for me, it simply means that you're relying on God. You're humble enough to say, God, you're my strength. You're my life. You're my refuge. You're my joy. If somebody could just welcome these people tonight and just say hi to them, Charles and somebody, hallelujah. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Let's give them another hand. Hallelujah. So we're just going to talk to them. Thank you, Father God. I want to ask you a question tonight as the band come back. Have you come to the point in your life tonight where God is your strength? God is your strength. Stop relying on self and start to trust God. I want to just read one more verse as we finish tonight. This scripture came to mind on Friday night where I was having a gathering with some of my cell group. And as I was praying... I start to have this impression that many of us tonight are just trusting ourselves. We're just going through the motions. And I tell you, if we're going to be a church of revival, it's not enough just to go through the motions. We need to be connecting with God. In Luke 15, it says these words. It's the story of the prodigal son. And many of us here tonight... We might not even consider ourselves to be a prodigal. We might consider ourselves, we come faithfully to the 7 o'clock or KT services. In fact, we never hardly miss a cell group. But in a sense, we're not following God anymore. We're just going through the motions. We're ticking the boxes. We've lost the life, the spiritual life, the energy of God, our relationship with God. And here is the prodigal son. He says, I will now rise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. What was happening here in the life of the prodigal? He took the father's inheritance. He spent it all. He was trusting in his own money, the inheritance that he'd got. And then suddenly he comes to the revelation that it's better to be in his father's house it's better when he came to himself he said how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger I will arise and go to my father that's the realization that we need to realize tonight if you're trusting self and relying on strength relying on your physical strength you need to go to God and say God I realize that I can't continue doing life without being in relationship with you I need to go back to my father. I need to be back in relationship with God. 
I need to renew my intimacy with God and go back and receive the spiritual strength that only my Father supplies. The psalmist said, better is one day in your house than a thousand somewhere else. The psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. That's exactly what the prodigal is saying. I'm no longer going to live my own life. I'm not going to live my own life. I'm not going to do ministry myself anymore. I'm going to go back to my father. I'm going to get back with God. I'm going to get back in prayer. I'm going to pray in tongues like I used to pray in tongues. I'm going to go to the Scriptures, out the Scripture, and get the strength of God back into my life. I'm going to get revived, hallelujah. I'm going to go back to my Father, and I'm going to enjoy my relationship with my dad again, hallelujah. That's exactly what the prodigal will say. I will now return to my Father. Let's bow our heads in prayer as we finish tonight. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. I want to give an opportunity tonight. Number one, for those who don't have a relationship with God. You don't know Christ. You're like the prodigal. You're away from God tonight. I'm going to ask you in a few moments to pray this prayer after me. I want to pray with you. Countless hundreds of people every year give their lives to God in this service. And tonight, you're in this place today and you know you need His forgiveness. You need His life, His energy, His power, His strength. I'm going to pray this prayer tonight. And if you need Christ in your life, you need His forgiveness, I want you to pray this prayer in your heart tonight. Say, Father God, I come before you tonight and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I recognize I've been living life without you. Today, I turn to you like the prodigal who said, I'm going to go back to my Father. I'm coming to you, Lord. I believe you died on the cross and you rose again on the third day. Today, I commit my life into your hands. I dedicate my life to you. And today I choose to follow you from this moment onwards. Father God, I ask you, Father God, that you'll show me the plan that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be born again, you need His forgiveness. I want to pray with you right now. I'm going to ask you to just lift your hand high in this place today because I'd like to pray with you today. Lift your hand high right in this place today. Thank you in, in the transept. Lift your hand high in the balcony. And if you're in this place today and you say, you know, Christian, I've been living my own life and today I'm returned to God. I'm recommitting my life to Jesus. You lift your hand high right now. Thank you, madam. Lift it high right now. We're going to have consolidators just standing right next to the people who are lifting your hand. This is the most important part of this service when you give your life to Jesus. You receive His grace. You receive His forgiveness. If you're in this place tonight and you need His grace, His forgiveness, lift your hand one more time because I want to pray with you. Thanks, it's the lady there. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for the three ladies who just lifted their hands. Lord, I pray tonight they'll know your grace and your forgiveness. They'll know your strength, Father God. In Jesus' name, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor, Father God. And I pray tonight as they come forward and they talk to somebody, at the end of the service, you would complete and consolidate their commitment to you, Father God. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Let's stand right now. Hallelujah. Let's stand and let's lift our hands to God right now. I don't know about you if you need, need of spiritual strength. The Bible says that God will strengthen the, hangs, the hang down. He will strengthen the feeble knees. Let's lift our hands right now and let's just ask God for His strength. We're going to finish with a song in a few moments. I'd like the ministry team to be here at the front. 
Thank you, Father. Now just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just invite the Holy Spirit to come right now. I don't know about you, but if you need spiritual strength tonight, the ministry team are here to come and pray with you. If you're in this place tonight and you relate to that word and you say, my God, I've been going through the motions. I've been going and I've been doing spiritual work. I've been just pouring out my life, but my spiritual life is withered. I need God's strength. I need God to strengthen me. If that's you, I want you to take a step out of your seat and just come to the front right now. Come forward and receive tonight the strength that you need. Thank you, Father. Now come right now. Come right from the balcony. Come forward right now. Receive the strength that God supplies. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I know there's more people who need that strength to take a step out of your seat and come forward. And those in the balcony, you, you need that strength. I'm telling you, come right now. It's not about someone praying for you tonight. It's about receiving the strength that God supplies. Thank you, Father God. 